in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome to our second podcast, first official. I am your host, Jacob Garcia. It's Eric over here. And then we have our special guest. She tried to talk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> Introduce yourself. What's your name? I'm Kelly. Hey, Kelly. What's up? <laughs> Kelly is our uh, co-worker at our place of employment. Uh, we're not going to mention our place of employment. I know we did in the first one, but we it's won't mention too, it from now. It's too late now. Yeah, if you're a true fan, you'll know where we work. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we fa- figured out a name literally just two minutes ago for this podcast. We were originally going to name it The Break Room, but we decided on something else just because someone already took that name, and we're going to name it The Server Station. Yay. Hey, yeah. Yeah. You didn't like it, Kelly. Shut up. <laughs> we mentioned it to Kelly, and she was like, "No, nah, y'all could do better." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, fuck you, Kelly." All right, Eric, you want to go give the little background about that? Yeah. Uh, so we're called the Server Station just because um, we all met each other as servers at where we all work at right now, and uh, you know, whenever we like run into some issues and we want to talk shit, we go back there and we say what we want to say. And so I'm sure y'all can, um, what's it called, relate to us, all you servers, everybody. Because you go into the back and you talk all that shit or you have a lot of conversations. Not even necessarily about serving, but mostly other stuff too. Yeah. yeah. See, cool. that's why I was thinking like back at the house type thing. Yeah, but we're not back at the yeah, house. We're in front of the house. We're in front of the house. You know when they're like, hey, if you got to talk shit, go to the back. No. <laughs> Not if, it's about, not if it's about them. Not if it's about <laughs> them. Yeah. What if I'm talking shit about the back of the house? Right, we go. The back of the house just goes to the back of the back of the house. Yeah. And talk shit about us. Okay. So, Kelly, we wanted you for our second person because I have a first question here. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to you about your experience with the ghost. She's laughing now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard about uh, this. What's yeah, going on with that? It was, I got a little bit, uh, just a brief... Um, talking about it when we were at work, but I want to hear the whole full story. I told both of you guys, right? I told both of you all this story. Not, not in detail. Yeah. Okay. Well, it happened probably like a month ago. Mm-hmm. I was, I feel like I was like half asleep mm-hmm. and half awake, and I felt like I don't even know. It was like I felt weight next to me as I was like laying on my back. Were like, you kind of like lucid dreaming a little bit? I, I feel like I was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird, mm-hmm. but anyway, I felt the weight of someone sitting on me, like mm-hmm. not sitting on me, but sitting beside me in my yeah. bed. And then I started like feeling them like like a pressure on top of my body. And then I started feeling like <laughs> <laughs> I started feeling like hands on my chest, and I felt like someone was like kind of fondling me. Oh, and then I was like. I was like half asleep, right? So I was mm. kind of like, oh, whoa, this this feels interesting. And then I woke up. I was like, who's in here? And then um, I woke up and the feeling was gone. Uh-huh. And then uh, it was weird too because when I woke up. Good night's sleep. That's what that was. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. This is ghost is trying to get some action. Right? The thing is like, I don't know if I was just dreaming or not. Like I felt mm-hmm. like it was like, I felt weird because it felt so real. But mm-hmm. it could have been a dream. I really don't know. But ever since uh, that happened, it's never happened again. Or I've never experienced, like, you know, any activities or anything like that. You never had, like, um, paranormal activity in that house before before that? 
at all. Ooh. Oh, she hoping not. Well, see, <laughs> she butter. My roommate has said uh, that he's seen like, like figures and like I don't know what are they call apparitions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's seen some, but. Oh, that's fucking terrifying, yo. Yeah, I, but it's you know my roommate Christian. Yeah. Like you know he's a little bit uh, out there <laughs> in the spiritual. You know he's very like he, he believes, believes in, in all a lot that. Of it. Yeah. Mm. So you know. I feel like. You feel like something's there. Well, okay. Well, with that, did you wake up in a panic, kind of, like when it happened, or? Yeah, I kind of woke up like after a little bit of it. I woke up like immediately, and I was like, "This isn't right. What is? What's Mm -hmm. happening?" Did you wake up in like a sweat? Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I woke up, but my uh, my nipples were really hard. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why I felt like I don't know. Was it just really cold? <laughs> no, it was just it really cold. You're like, oh my god, my nipples are fucking hard as shit. Like the thing is, like it was like, it was not even like a cold kind of hard. It was like, kind of hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a what? Like a what? Elaborate for me, because <laughs> I see your face, but they can't see your face. <laughs> like a corny kind of hard. It was crazy. It was one of the craziest things I've ever, I've ever mm-hmm. experienced in my life. But um, you ever watch Ghost Adventures? Yeah. You know how they talk about i think i don't know there's a certain name for them mm-hmm. like ghosts that like try to have sex with you and stuff is that really mm-hmm. there's a name for it wait you don't know the nah. name that's no that's i think there's like a male version mm-hmm. like they have their own name and then the female has their own name i feel like whoever watches ghost adventures let me know <laughs> i've never heard of that that's crazy i feel nah. like they have their name i watched it like a long time ago yeah was that an old show ghost adventures mm-hmm. yeah I feel like, actually, I might be wrong. I thought they still came out with episodes, but I don't know. It beats me, man. I don't, I don't watch that. I don't mess with the scary stuff. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I always kind of believed that they existed. You know. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I've i heard s- stories from other people. Yeah. And that kind of mm-hmm. helps make me, like, it helps me believe in it a little bit, but I've never experienced it myself. So it's like, I, I think they're real, real. For real. <laughs> no, I think they're real too. I think it's kind of from my Mexican side too. My grandma always told me that not mess with ghosts and spirits yeah. like that. You know, like my friends are always talking about, oh, we're going to bring a Ouija board out. And it's like, if you're bringing a Ouija board out, I'm getting the fuck out of the house right, right. now. Don't too. bring that negative energy over here. <laughs> don't bring that in my house too. Yeah, don't bring that shit in my house. I had a party going on. This dude was like, I got the board. And I was like, what the fuck? Just like, like, I don't know why people mess with in that. here. Like, do exactly. y'all not watch movies? Exactly. Like, what happens in the movies? You don't watch, like, fucking The Conjuring and Annabelle? No. Say, if no. my door break, closes by itself, I'm out. I'm, y'all can stay. I'm out. Exactly. I messing with no ghosts. I yeah. 100% believe in the spirits and all that. Because one time, uh, way back in the day, when my Lola passed away, my, my uncle, he's, like, 30 now, but he was, like, I don't know, maybe around 10, 11 years old when my Lola passed. And you know the house that we had that party in, my party? Mm-hmm. So upstairs, is a very long hallway. And then the end of the hallway is the big room. Not the master bedroom, but it's like a big room. It's above the garage. And it was hit my uncle's room. So he was on the opposite side of the hallway. And he looked into the room. And the room was like a jar a little bit. And then he saw a glimpse of my Lola and his mom. And she passed. In that house. Mm-hmm. I believe she passed in the house. But then it scared the fuck out of him. He was like, 
oh, hey, mom. And I'm like, what? The? I would have freaked the fuck out, honestly. And then I, I think he went to the room and then nobody was there. But yeah. I think something kind of similar happened with my aunt and my cousin. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing this story when I was uh, maybe like early teens, 13 maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, my aunt had gone to Laos. Mm-hmm. And then she came back and she was like acting weird. She, like mm-hmm. she wasn't acting herself and she was sick. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they thought like a spirit had gone mm-hmm. inside of her body. Yeah. And like they tried to do an exorcism and everything. Oh my And God. like um, I think that I don't even know how it, how it was working, but mm-hmm. I think that spirit th- that was in my aunt went inside my cousin because they were all at my aunt's house trying to like, you know, f- figure this stuff out. And, uh, it was crazy. And they had to get the, um, like the, the monks to come over the house and like bless everything. But like, um, I think what my cousin had said, like, they were trying to go to the temple to, you know, get the monks to come mm-hmm. and like. I don't know if it was, like, the spirits or whatever. Like, it was doing everything in its power to, like, not make them go to the temple to ask the monks for help. So I think she had said something like um, they couldn't find the car. Like, the car was missing in the parking lot or whatever. And then, like, when they were driving, there were, like, cows on the road. Because the temple is, like, in a rural area, so there's a lot of animals and stuff there. And, like, it was just, like, I don't know. It was, like, trying to, like prevent them from going to mm-hmm. the temple it was weird that sounds I, like straight out of a movie yeah, yeah. That's, that's like a whole different level to my story i wonder if it's real i i was i heard this story when i was little so they probably oh, so they could be bullshitting you yeah and stuff. <laughs> but um that's some crazy shit yeah that's some fucking scary shit but yeah. um that happened in laos no it happened uh in the United States. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you went my, to Laos. But yeah, my mom went, went to Laos, and oh, okay. I think she brought that spirit over. That's fucking scary. Have you been to Laos? Mm-mm. I wish I have. Mm-hmm. If you I, didn't know, Kelly's La- Lao. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Uh, I think, yeah. Like You're supposed to say Lao, You're not supposed Laos. to say Lao. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, I think the French, since we were a French colony, they yeah. s- called us Laotians. Mm-hmm. Laotians. So you can go either or. Oh, so I think there's right. a like specific uh, mm-hmm. when you're supposed to call them Lao mm-hmm. or when you're supposed to call them Laotian, mm-hmm. but I call them Lao. Mm-hmm. I never heard of any Lao people before. Yeah, I, I was about you. to say you're like the first friend I know that's not Filipino yeah. that I got. <laughs> I feel like a lot of them are more in the south. In like the south. a lot of them are in, like in Tennessee, Texas. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's cheaper. My mom always talks about how cheap it is over there. She wants to move to Tennessee. Like, my mom, she went to Tennessee a few weeks ago for, like, Lao New Year. Uh And, um... What is Lao New Year? What is that? I don't even know how that... I think it's just, like, a regular New Year. But they celebrate it in April. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. it's, like... I think it's, like, a week-long celebration, too. And it's just, like... I don't even know how they celebrate it. They go to the temple, and then, like, they have, like, parades and stuff. They have... Mm -hmm. a like a little beauty pageant mm-hmm. and then like they'll just like throw water at everyone because it's for like it's meant to be for good luck mm-hmm. or water is a sign of good luck but my mom went there for well new year to celebrate and mm-hmm. it's apparently like really huge over there mm-hmm. and she was just talking about how 
um, like the houses are really cheap. Mm-hmm. The cost of living overall is really cheap. And that she was like, when you graduate, we should move down there. And my mom does this all the time. She mm-hmm. did the same thing about Texas. And I was like, oh, I don't think <laughs> so. Like, I don't know if I want to. It's like my I, mom's crazy. But I love she her. lives in Nova, too. So mm-hmm. a lot of places are cheaper than Nova. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely here. That was like another question I had. Why did you decide to come down here for college? Uh, so I wanted to come here because I first wanted to do the dental hygiene program here. Mm-hmm. I also wanted to kind of get away from like my family and get mm-hmm. away from home. Kind of just, fair. you know, experience life kind of independently and not yeah. so you much do stuff on for the, your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not rely so much on my parents and my my cousins and my family mm-hmm. just like being there all the time because when I was younger I was really shy and like I wasn't really like I didn't really do things for myself like I don't know I was like even afraid to approach people yeah I can relate to mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but um I think definitely I wanted to get out of my shell in a way so I wanted to move to a place that was a little far but not too far where I can't go home and visit yeah. You think you've done that? Mm-hmm. You think you've definitely grown as a person? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I think comparing me and how I am now into the person I was maybe, like, six years ago, mm-hmm. it's definitely, like, I've definitely changed a lot. In a sense, I've become more independent. I've learned how to take care of myself. And I don't know. I just feel like I really brought or came out of my shell, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's so interesting. I always I wanted to do that, too. I want to move out eventually soon yeah it's definitely a good experience i mean i'm i moved to norfolk it's you know it's <laughs> nothing crazy or whatever but it is uh it is a big change from going and living at home being in high school mm-hmm. and having your parents support you whatever because yeah. i didn't even work when i uh was in high school i had everything handed to me and oh, it's really? like yeah so i think after my sophomore junior year mm-hmm. uh that's when i started you know working and like living for myself and not really getting that uh financial support from my parents anymore yeah. i mean i did the same thing too i didn't work in high school at all mm-hmm. i really didn't even get a job until my first semester after college oh, wow. actually yeah bob yeah. john's actually uh she said a fucking place of work. I'm so bad. Well, <laughs> well, she ruined it. Well, you guys know. That's actually my like real first job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have oh, any wow. other job before that? Even in Nova? Uh, so I used to... Uh, I worked at like American Eagle and like mm-hmm. Abercrombie and Fish for like not even a week. Because <laughs> for some reason, like I would apply during the seasonal mm-hmm. times. And they had so many employees working at that time. Mm-hmm. I, they didn't schedule me at all. So I was just like, oh, whatever. Might as well have a job, whatever. Right. You know, did, you, did you like the retail uh, I really didn't work in it that long. So to, I can't really to, say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I like serving a little more. Same here. The money is so much better. <laughs> yeah, same here. Especially yeah. coming from like... Like, before this, I was at Target, and mm-hmm. then before that, I was at, uh, like, a small retail, like, uh, shop, mm-hmm. uh, and then switching back to, like, serving. It's so much, it's so, it's a lot more, like, dynamic, so in just sense yeah. of, like, talking to people and mm-hmm. just doing other stuff. You're always moving, too. I I'd definitely be think my serving ass is a good experience, for sure. Like, it humbles you a lot, and it helps you become more patient with other people. That's what I've learned yeah, from Yeah, especially serving. the patients. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also help. I also think it helps you grow as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it helps like 
you know, work on your verbal skills and like talking to people. So if you really like were shy as a kid and coming from me when I was really shy as a kid mm-hmm. and I didn't really start getting out of my shell until I started working in the customer service industry, that's when I really started to figure out myself and to figure out, hey, I like talking to people and I really like interacting and hearing people's stories and, you know, going back and forth like this. Yeah, I think one of the things too that helped me learn how to talk to people was, mm-hmm. y'all know, I was in a, a sorority once. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. we had to do recruitment and it's like hours and hours of like kind of like interviewing people and mm-hmm. like getting to know them and, you know, seeing if they're a best fit for your sorority. So, like, I was making questions out the ass. Like, <laughs> like, I felt like I could talk to anyone at that point. What made you join that sorority? Like, um, that specific sorority? We won't mention it by name. Oh, I think uh, I had gone through the fall formal recruitment process. Mm-hmm. Uh, that process didn't really work out for me. I didn't end up getting the one that I wanted to originally join. Mm-hmm. So uh, the one that I joined was a new sorority. And um, they were doing their own recruitment at their own time. So I decided to try that. And then ended up getting in. And uh, what was your so experience? I kind of just ended up there. Mm-hmm. In, in general. In general. What was your experience in a sorority? Because is it, is it like the movies and stuff? Yeah, I'll be two, two stepping it out the building. I don't think so. <laughs> I think, uh, what is it called? The movies kind of portray it as it's like super crazy and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a lot of philanthropy work and mm-hmm. like, you know, doing things for the community that are also involved. I guess that, you know, movies and stuff don't really portray. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work and a lot of commitment too. Because, you know, a lot of the sororities on campus, they do a lot of like, um, little activities on campus too. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Of, it was a lot of work too. Mm-hmm. And you had to go to meetings every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of like time commitment. Yeah. I think of it more as like a family kind of, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, there's so many girls in the chapter. Oh. Mm-hmm. I guess it really depends on the chapter, too. Like, uh, for me, I was a little bit closer to the, the women that I had joined with and the one, women that I started the sorority with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know. I feel like, for me in general, I don't know if it was the best thing for me. I think I was a little bit overwhelmed. And, like, for me, I couldn't you know, get to know everyone on that level because it was just so many people. And for me, I like to get to know people like one, one, one like at a time. More personally? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's just too many people mm-hmm. in order to just, you know, grow with and all that. Yeah. But I mean, it was a great experience. I actually met a lot of people from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really grateful for it. And I think sororities too. Fraternities also. I think the best thing about it is knowing people to get the jobs after college. Mm-hmm. It's good for networking, too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really good. Because, you know, like, in order to get a job, most of the time experience isn't really anything. It's more of the people you know. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people get jobs out here is because, you know, their friends refer them or other people that they know refer them. And I think that... Damn it, Eric. Turn what your phone off. Mom, Mom B. Got some, some money coming in, so, you know. What was I saying? God damn it, you threw me off. Uh, you were saying um, networking, basically. Oh, yeah, the networking. I think that uh, if you join a sorority or fraternity, the people that were in it after you, it's a really good place to get you a job after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But I think experience has a lot. I mean, experience does have too. a lot to do it too. But yeah, and uh, going back to saying what you said about like getting to know people more on a personal level. Mm-hmm. That's why I like working at the place we work at because there's so little people. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like I have, have a, a really staff. good. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a really good connection with every single one that comes into work, as opposed to when I worked at like Top Golf. And there was like 400 people working there. And sometimes and people you'll be come like, up to me. Who the hell are you? Yeah, All exactly. Right. You work here? <laughs> right? It's your first day? Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, no, I've been here since the beginning, man. I was like, <laughs> it's like no. well, well, damn. I was All like, right, no, nice the fuck you, you weren't. <laughs> and then, like, some people will know me by name. And I was like, who the fuck are you? I don't know who you are. It was like, yo, we, we literally worked with each other like a month ago. And I was like, no, no we didn't. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's so awkward. Mm hmm. Just imagine yeah. someone coming like up to this you and be like, oh, time. we work together. And you're like, what? It's like, sorry, <laughs> man, I didn't notice you. You're like, you made them a, feel bad. <laughs> we have a friend who comes up to random people and he'll just get in their face and be like, do I know you? And then like, he'll like stare at you hard as shit and you're like, oh wait, I don't know you. No, you guys know what I'm talking about. Hasn't ring a bell yet, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> It's like, oh, oh you got it. Yeah, this is going I, I thought you were talking about you have a friend that yeah. does that to people. No, I said we have a friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we have a friend that does that. I actually agree with that. We have a friend that, that has it. Everyone <laughs> come up to him. Or like, like he'll oh. be on Instagram. I'll be like, so, and he'll be talking about it. I'm like, oh, to be honest, dude, I don't know who the hell you're talking about. He knows <laughs> everybody. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. He's really good with that. I wish I could be good at, like, you know, remembering faces, remembering names, but I just can't. I'm not good at that, all that. I used to be. And then I started hanging out with him, and I met all these people, and it's like, oh, yeah, I can't remember all of them. But it's really good, though, that he's, like, that social with everybody. Yeah. Because that's me, personally, that's what I'm trying to work on, just, mm-hmm. like, trying to make new friends. <laughs> I sound like a loner. I feel oh, that, yeah. too. I, d- I really like that about him, that he's able to, like, just talk to anybody, and, like, he mm-hmm. gets along with a lot of people. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Uh, I want to go back to something we were talking about before. Um, talking about Southern Virginia, like Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Do you like living here compared to up in Northern Virginia? Because did you live in Northern Virginia your whole life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was uh, born and raised there. Okay. Do you like living here more, or what's your experience here compared to up there? I I actually really enjoy living here. Um, I think where I was from, it was more just like it wasn't like super city life, but it was mm-hmm. definitely way busier there than it is a little bit here oh, yeah? and i feel like the art scene and like is really like prominent here like it's nothing i've ever seen before like there's so many many talented artists here and it's i don't know it's really amazing to see it yeah. makes you feel inspired or at least yeah. for me it makes me feel really inspired even mm-hmm. though you know i'm not creative like that <laughs> but it's like wow i could have that potential to you know be something and do something great it's like you see how many talented people are from uh, Work. Virginia Beach. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Virginia Beach is kind of on the come up, too. Yeah. I said it in the last podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I said it in the last podcast that Virginia Beach wasn't really known to a lot of people, but now we are getting so much, like, I would say clout, basically. Yeah. Or to 757 in general. It's like, mm-hmm. it's starting to be pretty, pretty known. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like five years ago, we didn't really have anything here. Like, and now we're getting so many like different restaurants and so yeah. much. We're just getting on the map yeah. now, and it's like a shout out to Pharrell yeah. for the something in the water festival. Yeah. We're actually like 
top 10 best beach in the U.S. Are we really? Oceanfront. It's like mm-hmm. number really? seven, I think. I saw it on the news yesterday. So I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Oh. A dirty ass beach. <laughs> <laughs> no waves ass beach out here. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the one thing I hate about the beach here is there's no waves. Because the one thing I like doing is bodyboarding. And you Same can't really here. do they that. They have here. little waves, though, no? Like no. tiny waves, but not really. I, can't, I remember I used to, uh, back when I was living in Nova, we, mm-hmm. my family would come to Virginia Beach, like, yeah. maybe, like, every uh, two summers or whatever, and we'll just stay here for, like, a week. And um, I remember when I was little, I would have my boogie board and just boogie board. It was so oh, much yeah. fun. That was, like, the best part about going to the beach, honestly, because I know so a lot of people don't like going into the water. Yeah. I personally love going in the water. Like, why would you go to the beach? I just wish it wasn't Like, what's the point of going to the beach Mm -hmm. if you don't want to get in the water? Exactly. If the water's too cold, I get that. But, you know, it's nice now, at least. Yeah, I mean, well, our water's never going to get any warmer than how it is now. (laughs) So you might as well just suck it up. I mean, once you get in the water, it's fine. Yeah. You just got to get used to it. You just got to jump in, honestly. And even if it's like 90 degrees, sometimes it's still kind of cold. Oh, it's still cold. Yeah, it, it has to be like 90 or above, maybe like two, three days beforehand, and then just keep leading up. And then they're like, oh, it's a little warm now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember last year I went to Puerto Rico, and the water was like really warm. It was Man. crazy. How was Puerto Rico? It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where'd you go? From What'd you go I for? Huh? What'd you go for? It was just like a vacation with my cousins and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was I like a family vacation. Friends. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Um,. I'm trying to think because mm-hmm. there's a lot of alcohol involved in that <laughs> vacation yeah. and it was a lot. Like I'm pretty sure um, we were drinking Hennessy uh, before we went out mm-hmm. and then we went out to this place called La Placita and it's like um, like the Thursday night move. It's yeah. like where everyone goes on Thursday nights mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, um, I think it's kind of like a shopping center, but they have like a bunch of bars and stuff mm-hmm. and like, I'm pretty sure I threw up that night on the streets <laughs> of Puerto Rico. It was really fun. How long were you there for? I think a week. Mm-hmm. And then we went to another place. It was, it's called La Factoria, which is kind of the same concept, but mm-hmm. I think it's an, an old San Juan. So, um, it's... They have all the cobblestone roads and stuff. It's really pretty over there. Mm. And then one of the days we uh, had gone on a boat to go to an island. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what it was called. But it was really pretty too. Mm-hmm. But uh, they didn't really have like any like stores. or It was literally just an island. Like mm-hmm. a beach. And mm-hmm. trees. That's interesting. Yeah. It was, there was nothing on there. But it was like the water was so clear. You could see mm-hmm. the corals coral reefs and everything. It was oh, cool. I love that. That's awesome. And like, um, you saw this huge ass fish under the boat. So if you swam and you kind of went like underneath the boat, mm-hmm. you'll see this a big ass fish with big ass lips. Oh, it was so scary. <laughs> with, <laughs> trying to have, image that in my head. <laughs> I just think of like uh, Lilo and Stitch with yeah. the big ass fish. <laughs> the, um, what was I going to say? Uh, would you go back? Oh yeah, for sure. Would you ever go back? Because mm-hmm. I know some people go on vacation to places and they have like a horrible time or maybe they'll have like a decent time they're like oh, i never want to go back there yeah. that's too much work i feel like every place that i visited i'd probably go back mm-hmm. um i know that there are some things in puerto rico that i didn't get to see that i really wanted to see mm-hmm. um they have the bioluminescent bay which is like they have like i don't know if it's fish or like some type mm-hmm. of organisms mm-hmm. in the water and like if you move around in the water like it'll light up 
and it'll make the water uh, look like it's glowing. I think I can imagine. Yeah, what I'm talking about. but I think I think uh, by the time I went last year, they were still kind of recovering from the hurricane, so a lot of the um, organisms and stuff like they uh, died off. So it wasn't you know it wasn't as bright and stuff yeah. in there. Mm. I also wanted to go to the Bacardi factory. <laughs> yeah. Of course you did, Kelly. Of course, you, and, did. you know they have mixology classes. Yeah, you can you know taste some liquor. It's pretty cool. I would love to go back. You want to go to a mixology place, but you don't want to take my bartending shifts. You fucking fake ass. <laughs> I need to take a class first. You don't She's need it. to take a we, class. We got that Cardi. That's why. <laughs> okay, we listen. do have a Cardi. Every time about? I bartend, I have to pull out that uh, ingredient the little or book the ingredient. instruction book and. Everyone's always like, you still need it? I'm like, yes, I only bartend like <laughs> once every Jacob, you should have saw. She just saw this one day, me and her. It was just me and her that worked together. Mm-hmm. Yo, we were stressing. <laughs> she had I didn't bark. even make that many drinks that day. Yeah. I probably made a good like seven drinks that night. Yeah, someone, but like it was busy. It was yeah, pretty busy. Someone called out, so it was just me and her. And she ended up bartending. Oh. And I was I just do that uh, shit all the time. On the floor. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I'd be going in, think I'm out at, you know, work in the kitchen, have a chill day. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, oh, you have to serve. Oh, you might have to bartend tonight. And it's like, I, I didn't mentally prepare myself to, you know, do the whole customer right. service thing today. <laughs> That's why you just can't be good at your job, Kelly. Because <laughs> Kelly can literally do every single thing at the freaking restaurant we worked at. Um, yeah, I learned a lot. You learn a lot. I like the service industry too. I like how I learned like so much um, about the service industry, you know, like from serving to cooking. I used to cook too, if you didn't know. Oh, you know what we should talk about? Hmm. Some of the crazy things that we've experienced serving. <laughs> oh, oh, we can. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is called the can. server station. So <laughs> we can talk about that. Well, go ahead. I've only had like one really, really funny experience. Oh, I have one. No, go ahead first, though. Okay. So, uh, there was this one lady who called in for a to-go order, mm-hmm. and she was like, um, we were talking about, she wanted chicken wings. Mm-hmm. She was like, can you make sure that they don't fry them too hard? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, they're double fried. She was like, yeah, I just don't want them to be, like, too, too hard, because I don't yeah. got no tea. And I was like... <laughs> Sheesh. I was just like, I, I had my my jaw was dropped. I didn't know. What to do. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you want some chicken, man, you got it. I was just like, um, okay. So I I put it in the um the modify. I was like, yeah, don't fry it too hard. And then they're like, you know, the chicken wings are double fried, right? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like but the lady said she didn't want have any teeth and she really wanted to eat the chicken. So I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know what to do at that point. It's like, what's your business eating chicken if you don't even have teeth in the first place? Right. But if you go to like, I feel like B-Dubs have softer chicken wings, don't they? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, really man. Eat fried is fried. Yeah, unless fried get, is fried. Unless you get like grilled chicken, that's pretty soft. But softer. even then, that's still kind of hard yeah. to eat with no teeth, you honestly. I like dentures. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Like when you said no teeth, I was thinking of just yeah. straight gums. <laughs> like she gonna bite to the, the chicken, chicken and it gets the the dentures get stuck in the chicken. He's like, oh. It was so funny. It's like this is fried too hard. And I'm like, I was mm-hmm. like, I'll try the best that I could do. I'll let them know not to fry it too hard for you. <laughs> I had a speaking of like no teeth. Uh-huh. I had a funny experience <laughs> with my speaking mom. Speaking of no teeth, I, I, it was Christmas Day. Like, Your mom ain't got no teeth. Oh, not even not not anymore. Really? Oh shit! <laughs> no, she lost one. Uh, I brought some bonchon to uh, the, our family Christmas party. She is. Uh, they never had bonchon yet. So mm-hmm. my mom took a 
she took a pretty big wig. And she was like, this is from your job? I said, yeah, 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 try it, try it. She took the biggest bite. <laughs> and um, she, uh, next thing you know, she's like talking, right? And I'm mm-hmm. looking at her, I'm like, why do you look different? <laughs> I'm like, and then she's like, what are you talking about? Is it my hair? I'm like, no, 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 I think there's something in your teeth. And then she looked in the mirror, she's like, I ain't got no teeth. <laughs> and then we, we, look in the, we look in the box, her, her tooth broke, like one of her tooth broke off and it was in the box. I was like, oh Wait, no. was it like a, like her tooth chipped or like her no, whole tooth came whole, out? No, the whole tooth came off. Oh I was like, yo, how does that happen? Was she bleeding? <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like if a baby tooth just fell off and you got new teeth coming. But she's old, so she ain't got no new teeth coming. Yeah. So it's just gone. Now oh she got a God. gap. <laughs> she was like, "Man, now I gotta get a fake one." <laughs> gotta get, I said, "Hey, mom, you trying to eat the bone, yo, Filipino?" Yeah, she gotta go. She gotta go to the dentist for fucking like, annually. Crazy, yeah, it, it was so funny. I always joke her about it. She always gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we just agree that going to the dentist sucks ass? Yeah. Honestly, I like going to the. Dentist. You like going to the yeah. dentist? I do not. And the I eye doctor. The eye doctor? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know about that either. Can't or wait. the optometrist? Excuse me. You just like going to everything, then. All the doctors. Um, I don't like getting a physical checkup. That's like the easiest thing you can do. <laughs> They're just fucking touching your private parts and stuff. I know. And so. then they, they, they make you do the duck walk. Do they do that to y'all? No. No. I don't what think is so. the duck oh, walk? The yeah. What is that? Well, they tell you. They tell us to. They did at our high school when they did physicals for like sports. Oh, I never do that. I was too fat. Oh, to they, they made us. <laughs> they made us do the the Asian squat mm-hmm. all the way down, and you have to walk like from one wall to the other wall. Oh, okay. That was the hardest thing to do back then for me. I was like, yo, because I was a little bit chubby too. Oh. And I was like, yo, I can't do this, man. But it's, I kind of, I want to play. <laughs> Where are you I joining? guess I meant well checkups, not physicals. Oh, okay. I think they're different. They're like, they're kind of similar, no? Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of similar. Well, mm-hmm. same thing with my my like general doctor. They made a squat, but they didn't make us walk though. But yeah, I didn't <laughs> mind going to the dentist. I never did. The de- I don't know. I went to the dentist recently to get a. What is it called? A crown? Oh, like see, a that's crown? probably why you don't like it. I mean, but I didn't like going to the dentist as a kid because, you know, I had a lot of cavities as a kid. Did you have any cavities as a kid? No, but I used to get my teeth pulled a lot because I wouldn't pull out my own teeth. Because, okay. you know, when you're a kid and your teeth start coming out. Oh, it's just baby teeth then? Yeah. Okay, I, so. I never pulled them out. So I, my teeth, like my adult teeth would literally be growing mm-hmm. in while my baby teeth was still in there. And uh, my dentist was like, yeah, we gotta get that shit out. So, yeah, so they would, like, put uh, numbing stuff and then just distract it for me. My sister was really good at pulling her own teeth, though. My mom always gave me shit for that when I was little, too. She's like, how can your little sister pull out her teeth? But you can't. I'm like, it hurts. Most of my teeth just fell out. Oh, really? Yeah, just regular. Oh, how nice. As soon as I feel it wiggling, bro, I'd be like messing with yeah, it the whole time. Yeah, that's what my sister time. did. I mean, I did too. I but, leave my yeah. shit alone. Did, did you <laughs> okay, do the okay. door one? No, I never did the door one. I just fucking I mean, pulled I it. I tried it just because um, I saw it on the show. Uh-huh. So I did, did it work? No, that shit pulled me. <laughs> I, did, I, I, did the, I don't know. Maybe because I pulled the door or maybe the way it was like wrapped around my tooth uh-huh. or maybe it wasn't ready. <laughs> but I, I, I had the string on it and then I put it on the doorknob and I like slammed that door real hard. It's, it's, <laughs> it pulled me all the way to the door. I said, dang, it didn't work. I Actually, you know what? I think I did do that once, honestly, in the same room that my uncle saw my Lola <laughs> with the same with the same door and everything. So, But I think it actually did work for me at that point. Oh, but no, 
I, was, I, I just want all my... I actually still have, like, one baby tooth. You do? Stuck in between, like... I don't what? know. I got some fucked up teeth, but... Uh, I don't you think that's that healthy, man. <laughs> I mean, it never bothered. It, like, it never hurt or... Did never, the dentist like, say anything about it? Yeah. I, I, said, I was like, yo, I think that's a baby tooth right here. He's like, is it hurting? I was like, no, it never hurts. He's like, all right, then you're good. I feel like they really don't care unless it's bothering you. Yeah, yeah. honestly. Same. And it's like, uh, you know, a lot of people get their wisdom teeth removed. They're like, yeah, I they'll still... leave it alone if uh if, if it grows in perfectly, yeah, if it's yeah, not yeah. bothering you. For Erica, she doesn't have to get hers out. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah same here. Gonna... I still have mine. I don't even have any at all. Mine hurt right yeah. now. <laughs> well, you gotta get it removed, huh? Yeah, no. The dentist, the dentist told me that I should um get it removed this summer, but I also got to get a filling. But, you know, I don't like going to the dentist. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it took me three years to get my crown fixed. My gosh. Yeah. So I just had a cracked tooth... For three whole years. Does that oh. hurt? It hurts from every now and then. Oh, so, right. like, maybe for, like, maybe a couple weeks, it'll hurt a little bit. So, it's, and, like, on and off. Yeah, maybe. it's on and off. So, it didn't really bother me until it hurt. Until one time, maybe, like, a year ago, it hurt really bad. Like, to the point where, like, I would cry so uh, like, at night. And, like, it would keep me up. So, I was like, yo, I gotta go to the doctor. Right. And so, I went to the dentist, and they put something in my tooth. Like, a little, like, putty or some shit. To just make sure that the pain doesn't go, the pain doesn't come. And that lasted for about a year. Wow. Because she told me that she's put the putty in to relieve the pain. She's like, all right, come back next week and we'll get it fixed. Never went. But I never came back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, a couple of months ago, I was like, it started to hurt again because, you know, the putty like started to slowly go away. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest reason why I didn't fix it was the price. Oh, I, I paid. That's everybody. Yeah, but <laughs> dent- dental like insurance is like the biggest fucking scam on the planet because they didn't even cover it, my insurance. Really? Mm-hmm. It didn't cover it at all. And it would cost maybe like seven to $800 to fix one tooth. Why didn't they cover that? I don't know. I don't know. I guess they just don't fix it. That's I crazy. have the same experience right now, actually. My really? brother... We got to spend seven thousand on um, seven thousand on like some his his medication, and he got three insurances. So they they forgot something. My mom called them back real fast. Or same when I had my surgery for my tonsils, mm-hmm. I had to pay four grand. Wow! I was like four grand. You can put them put them shit back. Put them shit back. <laughs> <laughs> back. I don't put care. Them back. <laughs> right. That's some. That's yeah, crazy. I don't shit. know why they don't check that, but it's always an issue, especially with me. You know what? It's crazy though. Like after I got my crown, I actually scheduled a deep cleaning, because she's like, "Hey, you should probably do a deep cleaning because you haven't done that in maybe like four or five years." And I was like, "Yeah, my teeth look like shit. I should probably go do that." <laughs> so I was expecting. So when I got my crown and everything, it hurt a little bit. The worst thing about it was when they were putting like little metal spikes up into my gums, to just to keep the fucking tooth like intact. There's still spikes in my mouth, I guess. What? And then that's what keeps the tooth right there. It's a fake tooth. You can see it kind of. Oh, you have a fake tooth? Yeah, it's a fake tooth. What? It's a crown, basically. And so that kind of hurt just a little bit and everything. The worst part about going to the dentist is when the shit gets into the back of your throat and you can't breathe. Oh. And then, you know, like, because you have the little suction thing mm-hmm. and it goes into the back of your throat and sucks everything up. But you can't breathe when they don't do that. Like so, when they when they tell you to close. Yeah, when they close, when they tell you to close, uh-huh. and then everything like sucks up and all that. Uh huh. But then like when they're working on the tooth, sometimes just all the saliva just gets backed up into your throat. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm a mouth breather. 
And so I can't breathe out my nose. So I'm just kind of just sitting there holding my breath for like maybe a minute to two minutes as much as I can. Just go, oh, I can't do this. You're like, are you okay? You're like, oh. yeah, I'm okay. It's like, let's suck that up. It's like, oh, thank God. I'm good. Well, when I did my deep cleaning, the deep cleaning was worse. I don't understand why. Because they the don't. Crown? Yeah, worse than my crown. Because with the crown, they numb you. So you can't really feel anything. It's just a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. And I was really scared to get the crown because, you know, I hit it in, like, the dentist. But then I, like, finished, like, the two procedures and I was like, yo, this was all right. So I went to the deep cleaning and I was like, this is going to be easy. They're just going to brush my teeth. No, they got you that little, like, metal spike thing, you know, that curves, you know, it is. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the it looks like the shit that you, like, hit like hay hook. with. Yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah. hook. Oh, <laughs> I, I, <just laughs> I didn't know how to it. explain it. It's like a... Literally looks like a hook. Oh, like a hook. Yeah, 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 it looks like a hook. So they grabbed that and they started scraping at my fucking teeth and my gums. And I was Ugh. like, yo, this shit, it hurts so much. I was, I, I think I like a single tear like shed because <laughs> it hurts so much. And because he said, yeah, this is probably going to hurt because you haven't done this in like four to five years. So they get all the plaque and everything off. For and me, then, it's like feelings of like nails on a chalkboard. That's how yeah. it feels like to me. It doesn't really hurt. Mm-hmm. At least. It's just from what I think. And then my teeth were like really sensitive like two or three days after that. It sucked. I hate. Yeah, I should probably go to the dentist again just to get my filling. I wonder if I've ever gotten a deep clean. I think my mom got one the other or when I was back at home Mm -hmm. weeks ago. But I think I've only gotten like a just a standard regular cleaning. Yeah, just regular deep cleaning. Not regular. Yeah, regular cleanings, Mm -hmm. not deep cleanings. And. I should probably go, honestly, too, because everything else is covered by my insurance. Yeah, might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly. And, like, with my wisdom tooth, I can feel it coming in. It's, Gosh. like, the weirdest feeling. Cause Does you it, can... like, push all your other teeth so, like, all of it hurts? It, it makes it tighter. Like, uh-huh. if like if you floss, it's, like, really hard to go in. Because that's how mine are. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I have to really, like, pull down or up on my, mm-hmm. like, in between my teeth because mm-hmm. they're just tight. Yeah, I... I think like a that long happened time ago. to um that happened to Patrick because you know he had braces and shit and his wisdom teeth are coming in he has to get it out he just he doesn't like the dentist like me either mm-hmm. so it's kind of like pushing his teeth and back to where oh. it was and see I used to have braces and they were trying to check for my wisdom teeth and see how mm-hmm. uh, they were growing to see if they needed to remove them before I got my braces mm-hmm. they were like you don't have any uh, wisdom teeth or have you gotten it taken out yet and I was like no. I was like, I guess I don't have any. And I don't, I don't think my sister has them either, or my mom has them. It's really weird. That's why she's so fucking dumb. Shit. She ain't even fucking growing or anything. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, let me see if I have any other questions. But yo, back to like work. <laughs> I just want to talk about this. I'm still on the fact that I got written up for not smiling. Like, I think that's forever going to be a story. <laughs> Like, all right, come on, Eric. Like, right. look at their point of view, though. You're not smiling. I mean, yeah, but they could have. They, they got a snitch. I think they should have told you about it and not written you up for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, even like the person that I think because it was from a Yelp review. Really? Um, oh, that's why. That's okay. how the manager is found, found out. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know. I guess I was. I don't even think I was bad that day because I remember <laughs> the day and I know who those faces are. So whenever I see y'all out there. I'm be I'm am not serving y'all <laughs> ever again. I was like, come on, Eric, yeah. you you do get mad a lot at work. 
yeah, be for, the, for the dumb stuff. But I don't <laughs> think I was like pissed off that day, and I mm-hmm. was just working. Like I was, I don't know, busting a table. Like yeah. I, sh- I don't, I don't have to smile on everything I do, or else that's just weird. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's just kind of your face too. Yeah, it's just the way you look. I, I think I have a pretty pretty bad bitch face too <laughs> everyone says this like are you good bro i said what do you mean i, I'm, I just ate I'm nice i'm chilling like, i I'm think chilling. though since we mood. do work in the service industry they yeah. expect us to be happy all yeah. the time and i for some reason like i always smile at my tables even if mm-hmm. it's like an awkward smile but i always get good tips because of it <laughs> yeah but no the, this just this one couple man they're they, they they even like pulled me out the way too because i wasn't even like talking to them. i was just walking by they're like are you okay man <laughs> I was like, you doing good? You seem pretty, pretty seem down. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> Didn't they call you depressed or something? Yeah, they called me depressed. He was like, you look what? a little depressed, man. I don't know if it was a joke or if they were serious, mm-hmm. but I was like, what the heck? I'm pretty uh, sure they were serious. Honestly, <laughs> because... But yeah, um, I was like, no, I'm good. And I was just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then all of a sudden, uh, man, just like, hey, can you come upstairs real quick? And he was like, yeah, so uh, we've got a complaint that you haven't been smiling. I just need you to sign this real quick. <laughs> I was like, oh, are you serious? We're <laughs> <laughs> like, not smiling. I can't imagine getting was like, for right real? I was that. like, who, who, get, who could say that but me? I'm like... I honestly wouldn't even take that seriously. I'm like, all right, cool. All right, oh, bye-bye. you were there too. I was there. Came, it was I, hilarious. I came downstairs like, bro, guess what ha- happened, Jacob? I was like... I, I thought he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it got fired, I would have... He would just walk the fuck out. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. But no, <laughs> that that's probably like up there that i'll never forget about work too i think my favorite thing uh one of the best stories about being a host because we all used to be hosts too kelly a little bit but i was was, if they needed me to yeah you did once or twice Mm -hmm. well i used to host uh at top golf kind of a little bit and you know at top golf there's like 120 130 tables that you have to do, that you have to like evenly see between like 20 different servers on like a Saturday night. And then the time will get up to like three, four hours. And I don't mind talking all the shit about Top Golf. Fuck them. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys are great. <laughs> um, so I was a host there one time. And then part of my job is I was working with one other person. This person was assigning people and I was taking people to put them on the wait list because we're obviously at a four hour wait. And so oh this God. one dude comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, how long's the wait? And I was like, Oh, it's gonna be about you know, three to four hours. Unfortunately, I mean, well, it definitely could be a little less, but we'll let you know. We'll send you a text message. He's like, Man, I can't wait that long. You you, you think it could be like any shorter? It's like, well, unfortunately not. I apologize. And he's like, he like pulls out his wallet and he like, Oh man, hands me some to. money. And I'm like, He's like, How about now? And then like my dumbass like grabs the cash. No. And I I count it first. I was like, <laughs> this has to be worth worth it. And he he gave me guess how much he gave me? Five dollars. Five dollars. No, he gave me a hundred dollars. Really? Wow. A hundred dollars. Did you do it? Did you did you? Fuck yeah, I did it. I would have too. <laughs> he gave me a hundred dollars. Like, is I there mean, any? Like, I got you in the next thirty minutes. No, <laughs> no. See, I, I said, did. bro, I think we open right now. We got <laughs> one right now. That's exactly what I did. I gave him his own personal person. I was like. I'm gonna, all right. I, you, have a, you have a whole table ready for you right now, and this is so and so, and they're gonna take you there right now. And he's like, "Oh, I ain't got no players cards because everybody has to have players cards." And he's like, "He's like, all right, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah, go." Over he gives screen. you another hundred dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four that, hours wait is a long ass time. It is a long ass wait. I've had people like go to the movies, 
go watch a whole ass movie and then come back and their base still not even ready. Oh my god! Oh wow! Yeah, I got like three floors. It'd be that popping. It'd be that popping. The most people I've ever seen on the wait list was a hundred people. Oh wow! A hundred people. I would. That was like a record achievement. That happens at like once in a blue moon at and, every. And then it's just you. Like you're just one person as a host, or is there two. like two? Two. That's like crazy. I said, yeah. That's still even a two. Lot, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you've seen that lobby. It's kind of small. Yeah. Ish, a little bit. I've never been. You never been to Top Golf? We should go. Oh yeah, we'll take you. I t- I told everybody that I've never been there, and they're like, "We should go." And, and then they, they never, never take go. you. <laughs> right, we gonna take you. We gonna take you. We gonna take. We should go today. We should go after this. Yeah, honestly, we don't have to play. We don't have to play or anything. We could just go and play like pool because that's free. Okay. Yeah, you can go downstairs. I kind of want to play though. (laughs) That's expensive, man. That's the one thing I hate about Top Golf. It's so expensive. Wait. Oh, it's Tuesday. I think it's college night. Oh, student ID. It's student ID. Well, we get like ten percent off. I think it's like half off the gameplay. Oh no, I think it's like fifteen dollars all you can play. What? Yeah. Okay. If it Yo, is, I'm going to look it up after this and we're going to go. Okay, <laughs> good night. I think the one thing I did like about Talkoff, though, is the training. It's like on and off. People either hate it or people don't like it. Because the training took a month. Wow. It was a month of training. So you go in, you do this like interview with like 100 other people <laughs> at the time. Sometimes maybe it's less, depending on how many people they need. But and then you like play games, you go through like three different tables and you just talk a lot. Three hours, you can't leave. And then they'll text, they'll call you that day if you got it or not. And then you go in, you do all like, you know, the paperwork and shit like that. But then you have to take classes. Classes? Yeah. You have to take like what they call as core classes. And these are like, you know, what Topgolf exhibits, like what they expect out of their associates and they have like core values. I forgot what they were. I think it was like fun, one team, caring, shit like that and all that. Yeah. But they really pushed that like hard to onto their associates. And then that was like two weeks of just straight classes sitting in a, like a little, little crass, ah, crass, <laughs> in a little classroom kind of area. And then they teach you all this stuff. They're not, you're not even working or anything. You're just sitting there. And then the next two weeks is basically, you know, the shadow shifts and all that. Because, uh, you know, I actually applied to Top Golf. You did? Yeah, when I was in a rough patch of not having a job. When was this? Uh, it, was pretty, it was a while back. Maybe like a couple years ago. Was it when they first opened? or No, like you you and uh, GMO was gone by then. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I just went in there just because I needed a job ASAP. Damn, and you heard all the stories and everything too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got it, balls, it, bro. You were really desperate. Patch. But yeah, we. it was like what you were saying. There was like an event. There was mm-hmm. like a group of us. We had to like dance or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you and do. And then we went to this You guys room. had to dance? Yeah, yeah we, you have to dance. We have to dance. <laughs> it was like freaking... Wait, like, is this for your interview? Or for yeah, your for team? the interview. This you have interview. to dance and shit. Yeah, because yeah. they're looking for like fun people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's like one part too. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like it is interesting. the second phase was like you had to go in like a fast paced like questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Like there'd be like five people in a row you meet and they just ask you questions, like random questions, like what's your favorite car? What's your favorite color? And I'm like, BMW, red, blue, uh they're like, name like the worst thing that you've experienced at your job. I'm like server. <laughs> Not smiling. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about Not too. <laughs> Because they go up to, because then you go up to a different table and then they ask you like real interview questions like, 
hey, why are you taking this job? Or what do you do in your free time? Or what can you expect out of this job? But then there's this last table that you do. And it's three people. And they tell us, you have to look, you can't smile. Like as a trainer, I used to be a trainer. You can't smile. You can't talk. You just have to watch them for three minutes. So you basically get up to there. They basically get up there and you're like, all right, you have three minutes. Uh, do whatever you want and go. And then we just watch them. And then they'll try to like crack a joke or something. And so, and we're just like there, dead silent, What's staring the at them. What's the reason for that though? Uh, being under pressure. Oh. Like thinking under pressure, you know, making quick decisions and stuff like that. And it was like the hardest part of the interview because, you know, you're just staring at three people who are like, like really intimidating and for what i did i danced (laughs) because it was around the time with erica's debut debut and i knew a choreographed dance because my friend jason was did it was gonna do it with her and i was just like fuck it i'm gonna do that dance (laughs) and um donnie he fucking he rapped (laughs) i think he made them laugh uh, Uh, actually that's so funny you know what gmo did i was like you Stupid ass motherfucker. Damn. No, no. He made a racial fucking joke. What? Yeah, and he still got the job. I don't understand how he got it. <laughs> what was the, do you remember the joke? No, I don't know the joke. He just oh, told me it was a racial man. joke. I don't think he ever told me what it was. I'm gonna ask him. So wait, you're supposed to do whatever you're doing without smiling? Or is this is a different part of the interview? This is a different part of the interview because oh. they like put you like into a room with everybody mm-hmm. and then like you're playing games interacting with each other and then they'll call you like one by one okay. to go into this other room and then you got to go to the three tables that's so many things yeah it's three hours three hours long no wonder why you you remember that i don't even remember being trained at bonchon at all <laughs> like it was a it, long yeah. it was long training too nothing was like set it was mm-hmm. i feel like they winged it it was a lot of common sense though yeah mm-hmm. like a lot of like uh well, Just yeah. be aware of your tables, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it doesn't take much to like really yeah. learn how to serve, honestly. But I did like that just because it was my first job. So they really did go in depth yeah. with like a lot of stuff. So they did teach me a lot. and But it was just, it was too much work for what they paid. Because I was a food runner and a busser. And you know, Topkoff is three floors. Mm-hmm. So That's you would have to food. And then the shifts were like nine hours, ten hours long. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so you'd be running up the stairs with trays, big mm-hmm. trays, that. And then on the the floor, if you're a busser, you're in charge of like five different bus carts across the floor. And you have mm-hmm. to keep up with that. You have to go downstairs, unload it into the dish pit, and sometimes it gets backed up. Mm-hmm. That was, um, yeah, that was a bad part. Did you ever drive that car that no. picks, picks up the balls? Mm-mm. No. <laughs> they, <laughs> That's for maintenance. Uh, and I actually wanted to be a part of maintenance at one point, but... I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, it, it, looked, it looked pretty fun, honestly. But a lot of the maintenance people, they said that it was just whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah. honestly, it gets old. It gets repetitive at one point. I, I can think see that. they fell into the target one time. The car? The cart. It <laughs> fell into the target, so we had to get a different cart and push them out. <laughs> what? So, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna serve there actually. 
That's really? where I was going to serve because, you know, they can um, you can switch departments. That's mm-hmm. one thing I hated about working there, too, is you couldn't cross train because, you know, at Banchan, we do a lot of things. You can bartend, yeah. Yeah. you can serve, you can expo. There's a lot of opportunities, mm-hmm. to, you know. But at Top Golf, you're either a server or nothing else. You're either a busser oh, or nothing man. else that's or your guest services, oh, nothing else. Yeah. So I wanted to be... When I switched over to guest services, I still wanted to be a busser and a food runner, like kept pick up a couple of shifts. Yeah. But I said, oh, no, you can't do that anymore. Maybe because they have so many people working there. Yeah. No, yeah, that's exactly the reason. It's like the hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I stayed long enough, they would have allowed me. Mm-hmm. And there's also this thing called event ambassadors. Because at Topgolf, you can do events and it's like way too fucking much money. And they make a lot of money because they literally get 18% of whatever that event costs. Ah. And sometimes those events be costing like up to $1,000, $2,000. And it's like birthday parties, stuff like that. It could be birthday parties, corporate meetings, ah, okay. um, clubs, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you would have to set everything up. You have to bring up, bring out all the food like buffet style and all that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't regret working there, but... I hated it. I I would go in every Saturday night just like, hating my life. And I'm like, yo, I want to leave. Because I wouldn't leave till like 2.33 in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's Sorry. a solid first job though, I guess. No, it is. It was yeah. a solid first job. And I liked it. It definitely taught me a lot. I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Why did you... Uh, what did you want to do at Topgolf? I honestly don't remember what I signed <laughs> up for. They they had like three positions. I think I applied to all three of them. Oh, that's I just fair. I just needed a job at that point. I was like... I need to work. I need money. Because mm-hmm. I, I, like, uh, the difference from y'all, I started working when I was, like, 15. I started mm-hmm. selling, I started selling flowers. I was a flower boy. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, the creator, flower boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would go to, like, all the malls out here. Mm-hmm. And we have, we're those little kiosk things in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I was that guy. And oh, I was just really? selling flowers. I was, like, all to the ladies, hey, treat your man right. <laughs> or, like, hey, bro, she, she want, you, you messed up. Here's some flowers for her. How'd you get that job? Uh, it was my, Imani, actually, my homeboy. Hmm. Um, he, we just, they had, like, a flower, like, uh, distribution. Like, mm-hmm. they get a lot of flowers in. And they were, like, we should sell them. Mm-hmm. I was, like, all right, cool. So I made, like, small, small change. Because that. But it was something. And that's, like my first i guess considered job like just human interacting trying to sell something mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool then i went to Grandmart. yeah your first <laughs> official job yeah mm-hmm. that was that was that was interesting that's where i learned a lot you learned a lot there yeah. were you just a cashier there or yeah i was just a cashier but like it was just a lot different just culturally too because mm-hmm. you're because it was a oriental grocery store yeah and oh it was it was rough it was like the worst experience you had there uh oh um he was in. He was from Africa, and uh-huh. la- language barriers is a common thing too. So that's why. Oh, I'm, I can understand. Yeah, that. it was mm-hmm. it was an African guy, and he bought like a huge bag of yams under his car. It was like a giant. It was like maybe like twenty five, fifty pound uh-huh. bag of yams, and he just came up to me. He was like, uh, "I already paid," and like he showed some sticker, and I was like, "I was sticker. like, okay, I guess you paid." I didn't know. I'm like new. Oh, okay. And. Uh, I just let him through, and then my boss comes in, and she's Korean too, so she was like speaking to Korean, like in Korean and mm-hmm. in English at the same time too. Yeah. So that was another like barrier as well. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "Did you? Did he pay?" I'm like, "Yeah, he paid. He showed a sticker." Yeah, he's like, "What do you mean he showed a sticker?" And I was like, "It was a sticker, had a price tag and everything." He's like, "Yeah, you're supposed to scan that." I said, 
(laughs) (laughs) He was like, go out there and get him. And so I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So I ran out. He was already at his car putting the yams in his trunk, Uh like putting his groceries in. I was like, hey, man, uh, you didn't pay for it. You got to go back and pay for it. He was so mad. (laughs) Why would he be mad? I don't know, but he got mad out of nowhere. Like he thought he could get away with it. Probably, yeah. And he's like, fuck, now I got to (laughs) pay. Or I don't even think it was. I think he was scared because he like there was no buildup into why he was mad. He didn't even argue with me. Mm -hmm. Like, like, what do you mean, blah, blah, blah. He he was like more of like a uh, he was trying to defend himself defend himself. He was like, "Why you think I'm stealing? I never steal. I'm I'm oh, like okay. I'm a good oh, citizen." He blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I, "Here, here's a sticker." Blah, blah. I was like, "No, he didn't pay, sir." And he didn't get that. So mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out like how to explain it to like, yeah, the they gave you the sticker that you have to pay up front through the register. Yeah. So he scanned. He didn't get it, and then he was like, "If I go to jail, I'm suing your ass and everything." Blah blah. blah. <laughs> And then he was speaking his language. I had no mm. idea what he was saying to me. I was yeah. like, I'm so sorry. I just work here. My mistake. <laughs> it's my first day. <laughs> it's my first day. I don't know what I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but you got to come back. And then she, he was like fighting with the manager when mm-hmm. he came back in and everything. Oh. And oh, it was rough. Like from there, I just left. Because <laughs> they were like, it was they were screaming. Yeah. And it was just going back and forth. People were staring. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. So what happened <laughs> in the end? Uh, I mean, he paid, but uh-huh. I never. He never went through my line after because I would see him. Oh, you was, saw him. After. He was a regular. He probably gave Eric the dirtiest look. Yeah, he was a regular at this grocery store, so he would never go through my line, and I would just be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, man." <laughs> but yeah, but I thought I was gonna get fired. I mean, I would have thought too. Yeah. You didn't pay for a whole. How about how much was the yams? Do you remember? Like, Maybe like 30, 40 bucks. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of yams too, man. It was a huge bag. I thought I was getting fired. But, you know, a lot of crazy, like, Bonchon is, like, his own stories. But if we talk about my first job, mm-hmm. God, it could go endless. Like, there's so many chances that I went through that I almost could have got fired. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I guess they liked me that much. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was on it, though. <laughs> I was, like, on it. Because, like, grandma, yeah. you have to know, like, codes for every single vegetable, every single, like, that's through every yeah i noticed that every they go produce like, they just they just, they just punch in the numbers like i still remember it sometimes or that i went so good to the point that i knew barcode numbers oh wow like for sp- stuff that especially didn't scan or uh-huh. that were just most common yeah. i just keep looking i was like all right four five seven I, I was i was nice i was that guy <laughs> i was proud that's impressive yeah but he didn't give me no raise <laughs> but yeah. oh is that why you left no i left Cause well, there was part of it was that, but I left because I just wanted like something different. That's fair. I mean, you're just cashiering, man. It gets yeah. old. Mm, it gets repetitive. It's yeah. the same problems, language barriers, people just mm-hmm. yelling at you. It was, it was a lot. So then I switched to Capo, which was that was that was like a whole different experience too. Did you cook there? Yeah, I was the. I ended up being the head chef there, like oh, learning wow. everything. I love that place too. Uh, I just don't go back there because. I don't know. I never had to. I wish I could go back there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's interesting. That's why I like about serving too, actually, mm-hmm. is um you go in and you really, I mean, it's the same job every time, but you really don't expect, you can't really expect what's going to happen every day yeah. as opposed to cashiering. It's kind of repetitive, yeah. but you know, when you're serving, you kind of meet um, new people every day and you're serving them. And then sometimes you'll have regulars and you get to see like, oh, hey, hi. I mean, you, that's everywhere. Yeah. It's also like the... Uh, the relationship that you build, especially with the regulars too. Yeah, of like course. You, like I have my personal like people that like want me to serve them, mm-hmm. and they just talk to me forever. 
And I'm like, I gotta go work my other tables. But it's really nice though. Yeah, so do yeah. I. It's versus like cashier, and you're like, all right, two seventy five, and then you say bye. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's just kind of like you're just a robot at that yeah. point when you're yeah. a cashier. I actually had a smiling issue there too. <laughs> of course you did, Eric. Yeah, but that, that, that over there it wasn't that big of a deal. Uh-huh. Just imagine this guy scanning up your fruits and vegetables. Just like... <laughs> yeah, Beep. I was also like sixteen or seventeen at the time, and I was like, I just didn't want. So you would just there. have a straight face. Yeah, I just be have straight face, just scanning it, working, mm-hmm. and then just. Pay your money and leave. That's what that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But no, you got to be like customer experience. I that's where Target comes in. Mm-hmm. That's when I when I work at Target, they taught me like mm-hmm. customer uh, experience, like making them comfortable. That was a learning curve for me. For ought to be honest, yeah. Getting into the customer service industry is just it's a lot of work. Yeah, and it's just a lot of dealing with some bullshit. And then you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up back with you guys. <laughs> I they teach you like a lot about customer service at Target. How is the training process there? Uh, I mean they're pretty straightforward. It's uh-huh. it's a uh, it's definitely stricter, mm-hmm. stricter, strict, more strict, more strict. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're definitely like focused on you have to make sh- the customer is always first, mm-hmm. not r- right too, but. Nah, mm-hmm. they, sometimes they be just ridiculous. Yeah, but sometimes yeah, they, the they customers want, oh yeah, not right. For sure. They want you customers to f- aren't always right. Yeah, yeah, they want you to feel as if they're coming into like uh-huh. your home, and you you're the host. Yeah, like you want to make them feel welcome. So making them a priority, yeah. pretty much. Like if anything goes wrong, just be on it and help them out. That's exactly how Top Golf was like, too. Versus how like versus being task focused. Because that's how I was. I was mm-hmm. more of a uh, doing a task and getting it done type of guy. Mm-hmm. Versus like. Um, customer service, like yeah. trying to make them feel like more at home, more at home, know. welcomed, and knowing what they're like, helping them what try to find what they want to do, mm-hmm. like want to get, yeah, and everything. I understand that. Yeah, there's yeah. like this thing at Top Golf. It's called finding the yes, and it's like if someone has like a problem or something, you can't say no. We can't do that for you. You find the yes. It's like. A big issue there was uh, everyone has to have player's card at the time when I was working there. And people were like, well, why do they need a player's card when they're not even going to play? Or I have one. Why does everyone else need one? And then they're like, you can't be like, well, everyone needs a card and you just can't keep saying it. You're like, all right, well, um, I can't do this for you, but I can do this. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, That's too much. No, yeah, it was way too much. I had someone... Um, complained about the price like they couldn't register in their mind because it was like it's $45 an hour after 5 o'clock for the, that's the whole bay so you can split that between 6 people which is the oh, maximum you can yeah. put into the bay so it's actually honestly not that bad of a price mm-hmm. but there was this group and they were all kind of like you know kind of drunk a little bit so I was trying to explain it to them when I was in guest services hey this is $45 and they were like getting pissy at me and they're like why is it $45 that's a lot of money and they're like I was like, well, sir, you can split it up between your friends and all that. And then we just kept going back and forth. And I'm trying my best to keep my customer service and my smile and all that. Because my manager is, like, pretty close to me. Yeah. And then at one point, the fucking drunk dude, he was like, you know what? Wait, what did he say? He's like, oh, he said, you're a fucking dumbass. And then he threw his card at me and he fucking walked away. And I was like, (laughs) he's like, well, then, all right. He's like, well, okay. I want to go back to hosting right now. <laughs> so I can get the hundred dollars, and you know that's not the first time it ever happened to me. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I've actually had people give me sixty dollars, eighty dollars. He was he was getting a hustle. Mm -hmm. All right. You know what to do. A side hustle. <laughs> I had one dude who, me and him, we were like so good at um, hosting everything that the managers didn't even ever have to come and help us. Mm-hmm. And we were really good. And then like he saw me, like saw it happen. And I thought he was going to say some shit because we're both like shift leads. Yeah. So we're supposed to have like a higher degree and we're supposed to, you know. You're set to a higher standard. Yeah, we're higher. set to a higher standard. So we're supposed to be kind of like managers. Mm-hmm. And that's like a little less behind of it. And he was like, yo, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> And I gave him like I gave him half the money. Yeah. Just to be nice, you know, because because he saw it. Right. <laughs> Don't snitch. Don't snitch. Yeah. No. And then he was like, "No, nah, I like working with you, Jake." And I was like, "Yeah, I like working with you too." <laughs> I like working with you too as well, Jacob. Thank you. I appreciate you that. too, Kelly. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys because I think that I've worked with a lot of people who have the worst work ethic, and that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is a bad work ethic mm-hmm. when you just can't do your job. And I appreciate that. And I think it's cool for me and Kelly, too, because not not working in high school anyway, like working straight out of like starting college. Sometimes it takes a little while for the work ethic to build up. Mm-hmm. But I think I had a lot of people tell me like, wow, you were really good at um, working and everything. You know, you you like you're like always moving and you're like you set to this. You set yourself to a high standard. And, then, you know, that kind of stapled my mindset, you know. I like to say, always work harder than the hardest working person mm-hmm. in the room. Yeah. And People have said that a lot about me, too. Mm-hmm. That, like, I work really hard. And I think that kind of just comes from my personality. Like, yeah. I like to do everything yeah. my way. And, like, I kind of try to perfect every little thing that I do. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that kind of built up that work ethic for me. And that kind of stapled from, like, my parents, yeah. too. So watching them like, you know, go to work every day and then mm-hmm. like seeing how hard my mom and my dad would work. I always wanted to do that, too. And I never even realized I was working as hard as I was until someone was like, hey, you should like you should slow down. And I was like, what do you mean slow down? I was like, you're working too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean working too hard? I'm just doing the job. And I was like, no, you're doing the most right now. You're doing like you're like three people in one right now. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, OK. That's cool. how I feel at Bonchon sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally feel like it's crazy mm-hmm. how much I could, like, just hop around and yeah. do whatever. It was, like, a big ego boost at Topgolf when they, like, because there's, like, 100 to 150 fucking, like, sur- um, bussers and food runners, and they needed five shift leads at the at one point, and they came to me. And I was like, whoa. I was like, and, you know, we were shy. Yeah. Everything. Before before I started working, I was still really shy, and I didn't really have that customer service attitude. So I was really surprised when they actually came up to me, and they were like, hey, do you want to be a shift lead? And I kind of just mentioned it once before that, and I didn't think I could do it, but that was a really good learning um, aspect to me, um, you know, taking charge, having that leadership value and all that. Yeah. I think, too, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes if you really want something, you just got to go and get it. Exactly. I mean, like, um, what is it called? When I was put on Expo, like, mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. I, I kind of miss serving because I miss the serving money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I kind of, I think I was complaining. I wasn't really telling them. I was complaining about <laughs> how I wasn't getting my serving shifts anymore, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then, um, what is it called? I think I was talking about bartending, too. Yeah. And then Darren was the one who kept... Uh, 
telling everyone about it. So mm-hmm. I eventually got my bartending training. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it kind of just happened. I think as long as you could, like, say something about it or, like, people know that, mm-hmm. like, you're serious about it, then it's going to come to you. Yeah. I think out of this podcast, if you guys learn anything, I think you should just um, never set yourself to a limit, I would say. But um, my computer's about to die. So let's wrap this up. Do you want to say anything else, Kelly? I know, but I really appreciate (laughs) you guys having me on. Yeah, of course. Um, So uh, like I said, guys, this is going to be called the server station. You know, we talk all the shits, give all the advice and all like that. But um, I'm Jacob. This is Eric. And I'm Kelly. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.